everyone, and welcome to a Gem of a Secret podcast. My name is Donatella, my secrets. And my name is Coco, finally able to drink again, holiday. Hi, Coco, finally able to drink again, holiday. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I lost the gem. It was too much to say in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm doing the same. I have some nice uh, red wine next to me. Yeah, um, we're classy. I have a yeah. seltzer, actually. It's... It's wow! I cannot pronounce that at all. You know what <laughs> not drinking did for me. It also is like helping me to find times when I'm like, okay, I need to stop because like the second that I get like too like tipsy turvy, mm-hmm. I'm like finding that discipline to be like, okay, you don't want to hang over in the morning and you don't want to get much more drunk than this. Like, let's keep your wits about you. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. I haven't gotten like, you know, too litty or too litty. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, and I I get it too. Um, I accidentally have. Well, I went too hard on Halloween, but Same. I didn't. I didn't puke at all, which was great. And then I did drink heavily last night. Um, when I discovered, um, how and actually I can't. I need to frame this better before I actually say that. I was drinking a lot last night. So remember, we do film the podcast the day before. But what we're doing with this episode is we're filming it in two parts. Yes. Um, so we're filming this first part on Wednesday, um, November 4th at roughly about 5.46 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. And we'll be recording the rest tomorrow. So this is our election episode, our election special. Um, but this is us. Sitting here as it currently stands with Joe Biden with 264 electoral votes and Donald Trump with 214 the day after election night. So we are currently sitting the day after the election night with no winner announced yet. Yes. And so last night when we were watching the election happen, um, I got a little turnt because I I, I was disappointed, um, honestly. Like, yeah. there's so many states um, that voted for Donald Trump. And... I was one of those people who was a little bit disillusioned that mm-hmm. I thought it would be a massive blue wave, not because people loved Joe Biden, but specifically because they think that Trump's rhetoric is just so negative and awful. And a lot of the things he says is just really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and it's not even about his policies. He's just a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> 26 sexual assault allegations, 11 of which were with minors. So, um, yeah, stand up person, um, that so many of you voted for, um, all of the different fraudulent business ventures, Trump university, Trump stakes, all of that. Um, the multiple times that he's cheated on his wife. Yeah. Um, I I feel like the list, it's so big and and it kills me too, because like, like we talk about conservative values and like Christian values and whatever, um, in the sense of like being against Joe Biden and whatever. And like, what kills me with that is people for Trump know that he's like broken, like all, all he's sinned so heavily Mm -hmm. and has broken all kinds of moral clauses and he's an adulterer. And literally I'm looking at this number right now and 68,461,591 of you think that, you know what? Four more years is fine. I don't understand that. <laughs> or, or you think that it's fine for the marginalized groups of people mm-hmm. that we could handle another four years. And honestly, it's it's gotten really frustrating. Um, before we get too much into that, though, I let's talk about something a bit lighter. Uh, I like your outfit tonight. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, in honor of the whole election, I decided yeah. to go red, white, and blue. So I pulled out a Tickle Me Elmo onesie um, just to make it because it's red. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I'm doing the laughter. But um, yeah. I did paint the eyes more blue. So it's yeah. like red, white, and blue because, you know, the 
on top of my head, like for the headpiece or the eyeballs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really hot though because it's just it. a fur suit. Yeah, I dig it. I'm I'm prepared for both outcomes of the election. I'm wearing a two-in-one outfit. Uh, right now, it's the Handmaid's Tale robe that's just red. I'm also wearing red, white, and blue. Uh, however, if the result goes in our favor, I'm going to flip it inside out, and it's a Biden-Harris dress. <laughs> so We love a reveal. <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting ready to either flee to the Canadian border or, you know... Oh, girl, I'll drive. I, <laughs> I will drive. And actually, I've heard, I've even heard that Canada is like, yeah, you, no. Yeah. You guys have corona so bad. Yeah. Stay there. We, they would keep us in, like, containment areas. They would. They would be it'd so be bad. A, it'd be a humanitarian crisis. Do you want to hear something that's, like, absolutely dreadful and kind of awful? And mm. I'm not quite sure how math works. But, so, I was thinking about this today, and this kind of applies to what we're talking about in this episode. Yeah. But, um... So I have roughly about 4,900 friends on my Facebook page. And let's go ahead and just round that up to 5,000. So that means um, everyone on my Facebook friends list has died 46 times um, hmm. due to corona. Like, like everyone, everyone on my friends list. Like, yeah. I just... I think that that, and if I included my Instagram, it'd probably still be like 30-something people yeah. or 30, 30-something times over. I just think that that's just really horrifying. Like, I don't, I know that we keep hearing that number 200-something thousand, 200-something thousand, and like, it's just a number that's just in our brains and it doesn't really equate to anything. Like, and it, and I think that really sucks. And it, we, yes, Donald Trump has a lot to blame for how poorly... Uh, the coronavirus was handled. Oh my god! Absolutely, he he is to blame for that because he could have done something. It really, I don't know. It baffles me too when I talk to family or I talk to people that are like, "Oh, I do like that he that he said, you know, that he closed down our borders as early as he did," and they'll still always try to find some way where he's succeeding. And it's like you have to look at the raw numbers. I was like, in comparison to population. Like, we are the developed nation with the most cases, and you see the spikes that are going on right now? It's all happening in these states that voted red. Right. It's all happening in these areas that have historically voted red. Yeah, they were able to, even though, it, yes, it was a Harvard study, and those studies are great, but mm -hmm. they actually, um, they did say that coronavirus spikes did happen because of Trump's uh, rallies. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's just a prediction, but it's just one of those things of where... Yeah, this really sucked, um, and it's really heartbreaking that so many people lost their lives. And I do want to have that caveat in here when we talk about Corona. If someone dies in a car accident, um, and they test you for Corona and you're positive for Corona, you do get matched with the death toll. So it's not necessarily people died due to Corona. It's a little more nuanced than that, honestly. I I did see a doctor talking about it today. Mm -hmm. Because it's also, it's taking into account if the injuries were something that... Yes. Like, if, if the injuries were fatal and then they caught corona afterwards in the hospital, 
no, that's not. They'd have to be ex- ex- experiencing yeah. symptoms of pneumonia and of mm-hmm. the virus mm-hmm. um, in order to be counted in the death toll. But yes, they're already weakened. But that's not to say that that person would have come out of it had the virus not been around, though. Um, you know? Also like... true. And <laughs> if the virus may have caused whatever accident they had yeah. in the first place. Yeah. And so I do. And I know that that information is out there. So I wanted to have that caveat in there because yeah. we're not we're not sheeple like we, we do our research and mm-hmm. we recognize um and we recognize that um coronavirus doesn't necessarily um it doesn't discriminate like no. it it can you can die from it being really young you can die from it being very old so yeah um so that's just that spiel about that but anyway um so back to the election yes um and remembering this part of the episode is you know before we know yeah um gosh i hope with tomorrow's episode sorry like yeah tomorrow's episode when we're filming the rest of this that we have an answer by then. I think we will. Um, I really ho- certainly hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. I'm very optimistic right now. I mean, we're at 264. We need 270 to win. Um, Nevada's pulling ahead right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the others are Trump. The other states that are um, not fully uh, announced yet are leaning more Trump. But we have a couple that may go the other way, especially with mail-in votes. Um, so I'm not super worried about it. I feel that... I'm in tune with the reality that Joe Biden will take this presidency. I I am feeling a lot. You said something before we started this mm-hmm. where, um, oh, the whole Joe Biden. Yeah, go ahead and tell the listeners that about his vote count. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe Biden is the most voted for president in presidential history. That's and, insane. I mean, yeah, and we definitely have to take into account that population changes year to year, and uh, especially when it comes to election year. But this year itself had record registrations and voter turnout. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. The fact that he is leading in the popular vote with um, over 71 million. Yeah. Um, it's insane. And uh, yeah, so the most voted for president in all of presidential history, Donald Trump is behind in, at 68 million. Yeah. So. And I, I think that that really speaks heavily to what... So when Donna said that, I actually started feeling a little bit um, better about yeah. the election as a whole. I mean, I feel confident at this phase, listeners, um, that Nevada will go blue and then mm-hmm. that will be our 270 um, to get us to where we needed to be. And I think that that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, and then finally, most of us can exhale. I know. Yeah. I know that we talk about that a lot, like where people have just been like, holding their breath but it just feels like it's just so close and the finish line is in sight yeah for me i just needed to be there i know a lot of people are like breaking down i've seen a lot of my friends on facebook like in tears and like happy that it's so close and they think that they're gonna win and and i'm confident that he's won. i i'm with donna i am confident that joe will win yeah um but i want to be able to exhale yeah that's the thing oh and i had such anxiety attacks last night yeah. Um, I was up every hour. I was checking constantly when I would yeah. wake up. Yeah, it was it was a little bit much, but I don't know. I, I am feeling good. I've also, I mean, if you're into spirituality or um, astrology or anything like that, the astrology says that we're good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's chart look a lot better than Pence and Trump's. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and, and want to be our first, like, woman of color vice president? Yeah. Like, that'll be so exciting to be able to cheer and yeah. rant and rave over that. Exactly. And I think I think with Joe also being our, I mean, he'll be our oldest president. Um, 
tomorrow, hopefully. Um, I think that we could eventually see a transfer of power um, in this presidency. Um, that's, that's not something to completely rule out. And it would be really cool to have our very first woman of color president. Yeah, I, Joe's very old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe is very old. And um, if he were to pass away, which God forbid, mm-hmm. um, it would be interesting to see our first... Because in my lifetime, I haven't had a president pass away and the vice president step up. I've never, I haven't had that before. Um, But yeah, I, but this is one of those things too, where people are always like, like that Michelle Wolf skit. Like, well, then you think about if you got rid of Donald Trump, then you think about Mike Pence and he's so much worse. Yeah. Um, With this scenario, like if Joe happens to pass and Kamala takes the lead, I am very pleased with that outcome as well. Yeah. With the few minutes that we have left of this segment of it, do we want to talk about the House and the Senate and kind of see where that's at right now? Oh, uh, yeah. I actually haven't hadn't looked yet. I, I've kind of been checking throughout the day. It looks like we're still pretty locked in very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, Democrats have 45 for the Senate. Republicans have 48. Um, so that's... Yeah, and we're going to take the House again, I, I believe. You know, that's yeah. looking good for us. We're, we have a solid lead there. But um, Senate is still up for grabs, really. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We're, we're gaining more seats as Republicans are losing seats, but that still means that we have to take over uh, six more to have a majority, which I don't mm-hmm. know if we will have. Right. So I want to talk about real briefly in this first part, too, because we wanted to do this. How were you feeling all of the last, like, week? Like... Um... Anxious. Very, very anxious. Um, And then I think yesterday just kind of got to the point where it's like everything that I predicted to happen (laughs) was coming true. And it's not even anything that I've predicted. It's things I've listened to that are going to be predicted about Mm -hmm. this election that are going to happen. That he would, while he was ahead, call an early win. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, that it's everything everyone has been saying is going to happen. And so as I was watching it unfold and all these things that people who have a lot of insight to what they think is going to go on happened, I was like, oh, wow, like I'm feeling better about this because people are kind of like, I guess the only thing that threw me off is that I thought it would not be this close. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. What about you? For me, it was, um, I was just sad. Most of it. I was sad and I, um, I was really anxious yesterday. Um, before this, I was, I had a hidden confidence that he was, that's why I was so disappointed. I had this confident feeling like it was just going to, the whole nation was just going to sweep blue for the first time ever. And been like, yeah, Trump is just garbage. Because you think with everything that's happened to us here, I mean, specifically in Portland, like we've Mm -hmm. lived in a place that he has neglected for, neglected or either, either, or sent his, the troops on, you Mm -hmm. know, um, because like with the fires when we were going through all of that right he completely neglected us right um we saw what's happened with the protests and how people were getting swept up off the streets by unmarked vans and in unmarked vans so um we've witnessed the true horrors of this presidency and i think it's a little bit baffling to me when i can talk to a conservative or talk to someone that still defends him after we've lived through and seen so much just in this past year with him neglecting the pandemic with what's happened with the protests and um, also just with his overall rhetoric. Yeah. And I, in 
I've been having dialogues um, at my place of employment about this too. And it's just so interesting that some people, one of my coworkers said, this is the first election she's ever voted in. And she's, mm -hmm. I believe in her late forties. And that's mind blowing to yeah. me. Uh, I, so the rest of the way I was feeling is just, I was overly hopeful and then I was cautious and then I was nervous. But also at the same time, I'm recognizing that I know that the way I portray my activism online is always a little bit more moderate, a little bit more peacemaker, a little bit more how you have to be to get people to listen to you because you can't just push them away constantly. Yeah. And I was finding myself to be a little bit more angry because um, my rights as I know, like I know Republicans don't quite understand why we keep screaming about rights and like rights to everything it's just that because we know how good we had it like for our rights under obama and how bad it's been with our rights under trump from mm -hmm. you know a miscellaneous tweet about you know trans military ban um and to how coronavirus is attacking black and brown communities and we're seeing higher death tolls in our communities yeah. um, and our president isn't doing anything about it to, of course, all of the black people that have been murdered on top of the fact that we live once again in Portland and Proud Boys are very much a thing here yeah. um, and they feel emboldened by a racist president. So I know that people are like, but those racists would have existed anyway. Here's the true fact of that. Um, those racists would have existed anyway, but they might have not been so eager and so bold. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely separated us and fractured us as a country. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully we wake up to some good results tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, th so I've decided to, that we're going to have, um, we're going to do it this way for our next part of the episode. So Donna, oh, this is funny. We should actually have you answer in the next episode. Okay. So... Here we go, listeners, because we don't know what's going to happen. Donna, how are you doing this evening? I'll let you know after this brief commercial break and after I've not had a great sleep tonight worrying about this election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you wear t-shirts? Do you wear a face mask? I sure as hell hope so. Do you put on your silly little t-shirt and your silly little face mask and wish you had something a little more out there? Yes. Even something, dare I say, matching? Girl, yes, duh. Then it looks like HunterDrips.com is exactly what you need. At HunterDrips.com, socially relevant merch and apparel is up for sale. That's never for profit. 50 to 100% of every purchase is donated. I hear they carry matching shirts and masks with designs that say cute little slogans like defund the police, Black Lives Matter, and it goes over your nose and even shirts and hats with your own pronouns on them. You know, things that are important. Oh, so you mean important. And almost all of it is donated? Yes, donated, and guess what? What, it's size inclusive too? Yes, up to 5XL. Why just make clothes for skinny people? It's all made by Queer Artist Girl. The creator of HunterDrips.com is trans, fat, lesbian, and the site also includes merch from other queer artists, including gay Portland rapper Tono. Listeners, head on over to HunterDrips.com and use the code SECRET for 15% off your purchase today. That's SECRET for 15% off your purchase at HunterDrips.com. It's a podcast Check it out. with Coco and Donna tell a podcast. Check it out. Tune into what they tell you podcast Check it out. with Coco and Donna tell a podcast. Check it out. Well, Coco, because so much has happened since our last episode. 
Um, I'm kidding completely. Nothing has changed. Nothing I'm, has changed. I'm feeling okay. I'm still optimistic. Um, yeah, we're sitting exactly where we were yesterday when we recorded the episode. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And it's weird how the percentage point differences are, like, bigger. Like, and I think it's the percentage is because it's, like, the population. Yeah. And the votes counted, and so the math is just kind of funky. Yeah. Because, like, in Nevada, right, as of right now, um, when we're filming this, which is at about 2.54 p.m., uh, the margin in Nevada is about 100,000 votes. Yeah, it's less um, than a percentage point. Yeah, but in Pennsylvania, it's just a little bit different. It's like, it's, uh, it's like two percentage points, but the margin is like 30,000 votes or something like that. Yeah, it's just, and then it's a little odd. we're also st- still only near 90% counted in Pennsylvania. And we just watched a um, press release from the Secretary of State in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And um, she basically said how, you know, election results aren't even official until the 20th of, of this month. I know. I just, but normally, <laughs> but that's what sucks about it. And I know that, um, I know that it really sucks to have to wait. Yeah. But usually there isn't this much a, of a, um, this isn't really, elections usually aren't this close. Yeah. Like, and cause like, Donald Trump won by like a landslide yeah. um, in the previous election, which is still baffling to me. Yeah. Um, I was watching some clips on the news, some news clips just earlier today, and it was talking about what matters to different voters and basically why they would vote a specific way. And overwhelmingly, a lot of people who voted for Trump talk about how the economy was their major issue. And I find that that's something that you see with a lot of the far right. Right. Um, it's about having the safety guard to get you yourself by and that's it. And mm-hmm. it's, I think, kind of a product of the capitalist system that we live in because mm-hmm. we are, we have to function with money and with greed in order to stay competitive and in order to stay really alive in this system. Yeah. And um, I think in some ways that's definitely lost our humanity being able to like look at one another and find common ground. Yeah. So I saw another one of my friends post online today that said, if you vote for if you voted for Trump on front me right now. And I've had this dialogue with a lot of people. And the fact is, because I know most of the people who listen to our podcast are probably going to be liberal yeah. and they're probably and most of the people who vote, listen to our podcast probably voted for Joe Biden. However, what I wanted to say to that notion is I get it in the sense of like, why would you want to try to maintain relationships with people who voted for someone who could potentially harm you? Yeah. And like, and I know that people think, say like, oh, you might, you're overreacting. It's not that bad. The fact is like, we've had four years to see how bad it was. And most people can't hang on any longer to how terrible that was. No. Um, and I know I said in the first part about different things that Trump has done, but the fact is like that when people say that online, it's because it's a, they're protecting themselves, not from other mindsets, not from other discussions, not from other ideas. They're protecting themselves from people who think that Donald Trump is a viable candidate for president um, when he's harmed them and their communities. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes it really hard for me to hear that some of the allies in my life say, oh, I love and support you, but then we'll vote for a man who has a vice president who is notorious for um, assaulting the LGBT community with the legislation that he's either denied or passed. 
Mm -hmm. And um, it is a literal assault. Um, there are times when he's diverted funding for HIV. Um, there are times that he um, he called the Matthew Shepard hate crime bill a um, radical um, leftist agenda. What it was was to protect minorities from awful hate crimes, you know? Um, right. So it's, it's just something... It's very hard to accept hearing that people say that they care about you when they're willing to vote for someone who literally puts legislative attacks out on you and your community. Right. Yeah. And so where we sit now is trying to recognize after this election is over, how are we going to start building the bridges with our community? How can we start getting more woke about issues and how can we actually finally start healing and here's something that i was thinking about today i was thinking about posting this online that one thing that i can always appreciate about living in grand junction colorado is that people wore their opinions and their moralities on their sleeve like in grand junction colorado if you were against the kkk and for the women's march um you were more than likely for black lives matter and you were against like police violence mm -hmm. like in grand junction it was so cut and dry it was clear like it was yeah. so clear you followed those lines of thought what i've realized in oregon is the mental gymnastics that people play like people will in our community uh march in a blm parade say like the n-word um behind their black friends back and like then like be best friends with a bunch of different trans people and then still make inappropriate comments about pronouns. Yeah. Like it's in, in Portland, like the mental gymnastics is just fascinating yeah. about, cause it's, it's gray here. It's yeah. like, I, it's like you want people to be supportive, but then at the same time you're noticing that it isn't just clear cut. And that's why it's yeah. so odd when me and Donna, cause we come from Colorado, Grand Junction, Colorado, that our morals are kind of unwavering. Yeah. Um, like, we're like, oh, no, we can't do that. And people are like, why? We're like, well, part of why what I said yesterday yeah. is I didn't want to do these things because that's uncomfortable and bad yeah. for me. Yeah. So why would I go do it in another avenue today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's too, like, us seeing really overt uh, on the other side of things, you know, mm -hmm. when people didn't, uh, obviously, which was the majority of, of the city, mm -hmm. didn't agree with us or didn't support something that we were supporting, um, we got to see how, we got to see the other side a lot and yeah. how angry they were and mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. um, rigid they were in their beliefs. And so the thing is, the racism was much more overt. Absolutely. Back in, back in Grand Junction. The homophobia was much more overt. Um, the transphobia, much more overt. Mm -hmm. um, here, it, uh, not so much. You know, there's a lot of people that um, definitely, like, parade around as being woke when it's not necessarily the case, and I'm definitely, I'm definitely not even that woke. <laughs> but <laughs> I try to do my best to understand things um, and apologize for when I get things wrong, you know, and correct myself. Right. And that's, I think that's what people are looking for. Yeah. Um, and and the reason I'm bringing all of that up is because all of that will still be here after this election is over. Like, we might all be celebratory and excited. And honestly, it is a huge achievement to have Trump out of the White House if he loses. 
But what we're also recognizing is there has to be a path forward. And a lot of the debate questions were like, how are you going to heal a divided nation? Yeah. Um, I think Biden answered that very nicely. I remember it being real good. He's, I mean, even after the election, he, and he said it kind of in that question, I don't want to be a president for the Democrats. I want to be a president for America. I want to be a president for the people. And so I think it was very, um, it was very illustrative in in the way that he's his career has been where he's worked across the aisle mm-hmm. with people who he may not have seen eye to eye to but were great friends with like the McCains um like right. various other folks that didn't you know they didn't see eye to eye but they didn't divide themselves because of their beliefs they worked together on things and got things done exactly. and um a lot of trumpers would fight me on that and say what has he done in his entire career well honestly mfers he's done a lot so um, yeah. you should you should really take a look at that before you make those types of baseless accusations. <laughs> yeah, T, T, honestly, T. And I do have something about that, too, where um, the thing about it is, is like as much as you can. I don't think there's any good use of doing it now. Yeah. Like the votes that are in or in the mail or whatever it's done. Nobody mm-hmm. can vote from this point on. And I do feel like people are being really nasty online when like right now it's not even necessary. Yeah. Yes, we're anxious because the vote's not out there, but attacking like attacking all of the things that Joe's ever done will not change the outcome of this election. No. Just as much as attacking Trump in the 2016 election would have done nothing for the outcome. And I feel like most people that I've talked to about Joe, it's been yeah, he's not our ideal candidate. And neither was Kamala. You know, a lot of people are upset because of their past, their past policies and the things that they've either passed or um, made judgments on. And um, they've got that wrong. And it's hard for people to admit that they are wrong. But I feel like the theme of progressives with this candidate and with this election has been vote them in and hold them accountable. Right. And that's, I feel like, what we have to do. And if you're a young person, run for office in some area. Because the only way that we're going to get all all these young progressives in um, our government and make and changing the world is if we start now. You know, we've got to start now and we've got to support the candidates locally that we want to support and be that candidate if we don't see that here. You know, if that's not something that we see represented for our ideas. Mm -hmm. And so... Donna, let's ask you the question. What do you think the path forward is? Um, you know, I think the path forward is going to be exactly kind of I'm going to I'm going to mimic what I just said a bit and say that holding them accountable is going to be extremely important. We've watched when a president doesn't listen as frustrations are being expressed um, in various disenfranchised communities and it's led to complete turmoil. I don't mm. think any of us want what we had here happening anymore because we want to see change you know we want to see um oversight offices for police we want complete overhaul of the system we we want to fix what is broken we want to ease our frustrations and hopefully put at least a temporary band-aid on them with this administration because i don't think we're going to get everything answered i don't think that's possible and it's a lot to expect in four years but um, hold them accountable and have them listen to us. Let them hear us. Yeah. And let's get a good start on changing this world for the better. What about you? So I would hope that, um, so Portland just passed a really progressive police reform bill 
um, aggressive police reform bill that I'd love to see happen in more states and on yeah. a federal level. I'd love that. But what I think would actually really heal the nation and like heal a divided nation is for one Biden. Yes, the accountability. I absolutely believe in that. But I want him to start appealing to Republicans um, in in the good works that he does. Yeah. I want him to just do good works and I want him to, I want him to be as vocal on Twitter as Trump was. Um, but not but, in an unhinged way. But I don't, yeah, but I don't need it to be a divisive rhetoric. I want yeah. it to be, we want, you know, we want free public education and Republicans are gonna be like how we paying for it, you know, and whatever, and be able to answer those questions. Yeah. Like I want, I want a transparent president. That's what I want. I want a transparent president because I think that will heal the nation. Like, knowing what's going on in our government, um, I think will be really helpful. And then everybody keeps saying that Joe was super effing old and he's going to die any day. And the thing is, I think he'll be fine. But even if not, like, um, I don't believe in the analogy of the president is the pilot of a plane that you're on. Why would you want him to fail? Because then we all die. That's not a good analogy. No. It really isn't. Like... Honestly, the president is somebody who's just also in the plane. Like, yeah. like you can hold that person accountable if they're making bad choices. Um, and Or you could try, and then they won't admit to anything and gaslight an entire nation like we saw for four years. Yeah, seriously. Like, I would assume the president would be the person who's, like, sitting in the emergency exit row. Like, like they have the ability to have some power, but truly the other people on the plane have the most amount of power yeah. if they can get a collective and collaborative voice. But what we're seeing from this map, 69 million people think that Trump did all right. And yeah. that's alarming. Like, really good large, that's alarming. And we're hearing from some exit polls that um, Black and Latino voter turnout is very high for Trump this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And... That's kind of an interesting conversation, you know, because that's where, I don't know, identity is, is, especially racial identity, is very hard when it comes to politics. But I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of assimilation, but I also think there's a lot of wanting to burn down the system and people burn down the system by going with Trump because it seems like he's making the most noise. Yeah. But really, he's making the most noise to harming our communities. Yeah. Like, black and brown people are being more affected by coronavirus than our white counterparts. And when you think about that, and how Trump is a direct correlation to corona being this bad, yeah. like, it makes you immediately not want to vote for him. I mean, there was a million and a half reasons to not immediately vote for the guy. Yeah. But for some reason, people can have this ability for mental gymnastics that can just like not see those things yeah so i'm hopeful i'm, I'm hopeful absolutely too. hopeful i'm very hopeful i yeah i don't i mean we're sitting at 264 right now i think it's it's very unlikely that this will go to donald trump um the majority of mail-in votes that we're seeing are leaning biden and it's you know i i don't think we have much to worry about at all um, other than just making sure that this administration is, we hold them more accountable than this last one, and we don't let them get away with the things that the Trump administration got away with. Absolutely. Well, listeners, that does bring us to the end of our two-part 
election episode. I wish we had an outcome by the time we I filmed this part. Too. Yeah, this is um, as you know, this will just be a little uh, recorded time capsule of our anxiety during this election. Oh gosh, such anxiety! <laughs> and maybe we'll release a bonus episode sometime um, when we finally get more official results. <laughs> yeah, so then we can uh, look back on this reaction that we had two days after election night. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, and since, honestly, because it is in a couple of days, get tickets for Introvert, which is on the first Saturday of the month Yes. at www.thecdsdrag.com forward slash introvert. Yes. Yes. We're off wearing wine this time, by the way. Just Ooh. Like, that's all thing. I'm just, nice. Like, really excited How fancy. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of HM of a Secret podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at The Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is A-J-E-M of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.